audience thanks once again for tuning in and um i want to let everybody know that today's show is brought to you by caffeine and whiskey i've been on it all day and i'm going to tell you that ratios have been adjusted by the hour (laughs) anyway we're recording this on president's day and we are celebrating president's day now we have had some bad presents and we've had mostly good though and the country in general has developed into a good country. Uh, We do have our faults and we have our history, but all in all, I believe we've turned into a very good country and are continuing to progress and even get better. So, in celebration of President's Day, I am having a very healthy glass of Johnny Walker Blue Label Scotch Whiskey. I like it. And here's cheers to everybody. Mm. yeah that's good i like it anyway so moving on to today's show um ilhan omar is at it again and on president's day of course she just can't resist she just can't get out of her own way i don't know what it is and 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 for people who listen to the show i'm pretty pretty much i mean it's 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 pretty known that i I don't like her (laughs) I, i really have an issue with her she's she's horrible she's a horrible person to be in public office so here's her tweet of the day her tweet of the day on president's day today on the day of remembrance we reflect on a shameful chapter in our nation's history the unjust incarceration of 120,000 japanese americans during world war ii driven by racism fear and failed leadership an entire community was ostracized and denied basic liberties my neighbors not enemies act recognizes this history to help prevent it from repeating we must also do the work to protect the rights of all citizens against prejudice and hysteria okay so i responded to her she's obviously not going to respond to me i'm i'm probably a nobody to her but you know what? I'm an American citizen and I have an opinion about how our government is being ran and who are our representatives. Let me say that for the most part what she actually tweeted is not wrong. Okay? It's not wrong. It's in poor taste and it is definitely uh not the right time or place. I mean that could be argued, but she's correct. Listen, On President's Day, February 19th, in 1942, Franklin D. Roosevelt did sign the executive order. On this day, on President's Day, he did sign the executive order to round up the Japanese Americans and put them into internment camps. Now, this was a response to what happened in World War II when the Japanese attacked us on our own soil in Pearl Harbor. Okay. Now, there was a bunch of mass hysteria. She's correct. We're trying to protect ourselves. I'm not going to justify that the Japanese were unjustly, the Japanese Americans were unjustly rounded up and put into internment camps. Okay. 
I'm not going to argue that she's not correct in the first part of her statement or, or in this statement in general, but it's in very poor taste. Look, this is President's Day. And the problem I have is she is consistent. She's very consistent in pointing out the bad, and she rarely, rarely ever, if ever, celebrates the good about America. Okay? It makes me question what her real objective is as a representative of the people of the United States of America. Like, why does she... Why doesn't she ever appreciate the good that America has achieved and has to offer? Instead of consistently sending the message that America was and always will be a horrible country. What is her end game to constantly knock everybody down? Like, I I get it. She's correct. On this day, a horrible atrocity did happen. Uh, President Franklin D. Roosevelt did sign that executive order. And then a lot of people are in support of her statement because, again, there's fact there. There's fact there. And you can say what you want, but the problem is most of them, and this is no offense to any of my friends here, okay? Listen, Democrat, Republican, we all have our views. Uh, I think a lot of us are very, meet in the middle more often than not. But the, the, the hardcore left of the Democratic Party you know, automatically jumps to her support and, oh my God, you're so right. I can't believe this happened. And I can't believe it happened either because it's not right. I'm not saying it's right. Okay. But do they even realize that it was a Democratic president? Because every, <laughs> all the responses have been against the Republican Party, but these people don't even realize that Franklin Delano Roosevelt was a Democrat. And he signed this executive order as a Democrat. I'm not going to get into the whole history of the Democratic Party, but my statement stands, my response stands. You can read my response on X. Uh, you can find us at, on X at Fonts Ablaze. And listen, Ilhan, I really want to get in the same room with you so I can have a real discussion. I really do. I'd love to have you on the show. And, I, and I'm very aware that's probably not going to happen. I've never seen you put yourself in a situation where you're going to be made to look bad. And, and I don't ever want to go out of my way just to make someone look bad. But i got to call you out on your shit. i got to understand where you're coming from. Are you correct with the statement? Yes. This, this absolutely could be labeled as a day of remembrance for the atrocities that did happen. And we should respect all the Japanese Americans who went through that and their families. We should. But... On President's Day, that is labeled a holiday. Is, is this the road you want to go down? Like, every time something happens that we celebrate in America, she wants to stand up, Ilhan Omar wants to stand up and just knock it down. It's as if she really hates us. Like, why are you here, Ilhan? If you fucking hate America, get the hell out. Go back to Somalia. I mean, you're already supporting your constituents and going out of your way, and you've admitted that you're here to look out for the best interests of Somalia before you look out for the interests of the United States. You've, it's been recorded. You said it many times. I've, look, I did a whole show on on you, and 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 I've I've presented tons of evidence that everyone can look up, just so they know I'm not pulling things out of my ass here. Look, Ilhan, make me believe in you, okay? Make me want to respect you. Make me want to believe that you believe in us, that you believe in America. Until then, 
I'm going to stand by my statement. Get the fuck out of office. Okay, with all that being said, let's move on to Biden. Joe Biden, the Biden family. What's going on over there? Is Biden really in trouble this time? I mean, is Biden really, really in trouble this time? There's been a few things coming out lately, and I, I don't know what's going on. Are, are the, is the Democratic Party themselves allowing these things to happen? It's a conspiracy, I know. Everybody thinks that they're secretly wanting to replace him before he even gets to run for president. That may very well be true. But again, that's still kind of conspiratorial. There's no real hard evidence on that. But the chatter is going around, and you can't deny that. You just can't deny that. So that being said, there's a few things that happened recently that I'm sure a lot of us aren't aware of because, well, anything in response to Biden or any news that comes out about him kind of lasts for three seconds, and then it's like swept under the rug and forgotten. And then it's back to just you know, whatever Trump does. Now, I'm not going to even bring Trump up that much in, in this show because I, I have my opinions about him as well. He's not a perfect person and he's been caught in a few things and there's been, you know, beyond allegations, there's been uh, judgments and whatnot. And, and look, I, I'm, just, I'm just here to try to call people out on their shit and wade through the mess of this whole thing. But as far as Biden's concerned, the current report that came out that was submitted by Robert K. Hur has some of the Democratic Party, actually most Democratic Party, up in arms because, well, he's he's calling out and found that Biden did mishandle classified documents and did, in fact, have them on his person. And all of this while he was in office as a vice president and also after, okay? So that means that the FBI and the Biden family and his administration all lied. They all just blatantly lied. They lied. Look, as a vice president, as a senator, let's just go back before that, as a senator and a vice president, they may have access to view. Okay, they may have access to view classified documents, and that's that, that's that's not even necessarily their call whether they get to see every classified document. Okay, they they, they have that ability, but they don't, have the ability, especially as a senator, to to take those documents, take those notes that they make, bring them to their private personal residences, and store them outside, outside of the out of, outside the White House or outside of wherever they store these classified documents. Okay, that is not allowed at all. Period. I'm going to play a little clip on the Robert. Uh, the Robert K. Her report here. Uh, this here from CBS News. And let's go ahead and watch. Well, I'm watching it. You're hearing it. So let's go ahead and listen to this and uh, see what they have to say about this report. White House is hitting back at the special counsel report detailing President Biden's, quote, willful retention of classified documents. The report didn't recommend criminal charges, but did find evidence Biden kept and shared highly classified materials while he was a private citizen. The Biden administration is criticizing the special counsel report for its characterization of the president's memory and age. CBS News senior White House correspondent Weijia Zhang has new reporting. Tonight, 
The White House is doing damage control, defending President Biden's mental fitness. I dispute that the characterizations about his memory that were in the report are accurate because they're not. And accusing special counsel Robert Hur, once a Trump appointee, of taking partisan shots at the president. The comments that were made by that prosecutor, gratuitous, inaccurate, and inappropriate. The way that the president's demeanor in that report was characterized could not be more wrong on the facts and clearly politically motivated. In the report, her referred to Biden's memory at least nine times, that it was significantly limited and appeared hazy, that he had diminished faculties in advancing age and was a well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory. I'm well-meaning, and I'm an elderly man, and I know what the hell I'm doing. In a hastily called press conference Thursday night, the president was visibly frustrated and became emotional over hers mention that he could not remember when his son, Bo, died. How in the hell dare he raise that? He insisted his memory was fine, but at one point, President Biden confused the leaders of Egypt and Mexico. The president of Mexico, Sisi. Some fellow Democrats say Mr. Biden's attempt to defend himself fell short. There was not a prepared, clear agenda of, okay, here's my explanation, here's what I'm doing, and it didn't go well. Okay, there's no doubt about that. That needs to get better. Former President Trump did not comment on the report at his rally Thursday. He, too, has faced questions about cognitive decline, recently mixing up Nancy Pelosi and rival Nikki Haley when discussing January 6th. It's like Nikki Haley is in charge of security. Haley has blasted both men for being too old. Do we really want to have two presidential candidates in their 80s? Okay, I'll stop it there. Excuse me. So the end of that clip, now that's, the, now that's not the whole video. I'll put the link to the video, obviously, in the show notes so everybody can watch it for themselves. But the end of the clip I, I played where I stopped, I, I have to say, I'm going to have to say this first before I dive into the rest of it. The um, Nikki Haley has a point. Nikki Haley does have a point. Like, do, do we really need presidents in their 80s in office? She does have a point. So let's go back to the other part of that video where they actually had clips of Biden himself. I mean, an elderly, well-meaning man with memory issues. I mean, that that isn't that's a huge problem. If you're having memory lapses, if you're having a problem accessing information in your brain as a president, that is a sign that you need to retire from the profession. And definitely shouldn't be up there representing the American people. Now, we're in an election year. Okay. And what Nikki Haley said at, at the end of the clip I played, I, I agree with. Do we need presidents in their 80s? Do we really need that? Look, they're, they're beyond... I don't want to be an ageist, but they're kind of at that point that it takes a lot out of somebody to be the American president. The American president. Think about that. Leader of the free world, as they say. The biggest power in the world... As they say, you're going to take that responsibility on in your 80s. I mean, it is, it's time. It's time for a younger generation to take over that actually, actually understands what America wants and what the people want. So is Biden past his prime? 
absolutely he's past his prime. There's no way that you can make the argument that he isn't. Is Trump our answer? Look, th- I've said it before. This is this is an election year where it's a choice between, in my opinion, two evils. Okay, one's bad, one's worse. Th- there's there's no good out of either. Okay, you can pick your poison in terms of what you believe is better, but we're not given a really good choice here. Especially on the Republican side. Most everybody dropped out. We have Nikki Haley left. Uh, she's not really a Republican. I mean, if you really listen to what she's saying, most of her, most of, most of what she's behind and what she believes is, has really nothing to do with being a conservative. And she has her own history of mis, mischievous deeds, <laughs> as, as we found out. <clears throat> Especially with her ties to, you know, big corporate donors and and now we find out Democratic donors. I mean, it's, it's a very weird situation with Nikki Haley, but I do have to agree with her. We don't need candidates in their 80s as presidents. We just really freaking don't need that. Okay? We just don't. So, <clears throat> going back to Biden, is he really, really under uh, in trouble this time? The report is calling into question the, the mishandling of documents. Now that they found evidence of his mishandling. And beyond that, they go further. There, it's a full report, by the way. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring up that link. Um, I'll read the link to you and I'll leave the, leave the link in the show notes. I'm sorry, a little tongue-tied today. Actually, I think I just need another drink of my uh, Johnny Walker Blue Label. Mm. Oh, that'll set me straight. Oh, yeah. So I'll leave the link in the show notes for you to access. And that report, they've, they've had to make corrections to the previous statements and testimonies of, of, uh, of the report beforehand. They had to revise. Okay, but it does go on beyond the, the mishandling of documents that, you know, that Joe Biden did. It also calls into question, of course, the age, because it, 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 it's, a, it's a reality, it's a thing. And... His mental faculty. This report, you know, I'm just going to read a little bit of it. Uh, I got this from, where did I get this from? You know what, I said I was going to read this to you, but I may have to, oh, I'm sorry. Here it goes. It's just a really long link, so just excuse that. Okay, so it's from justice.gov. So www.justice.gov. And that's where I got this report from. I'll leave the link in the show notes for you. So there's, let me read the executive summary first, because this, this is what's also interesting. So the executive summary here, it says, we conclude that no criminal charges are warranted in this matter. We would reach the same conclusion, even if department of justice policy did not foreclose criminal charges against a sitting president. Our investigation uncovered evidence that President Biden willfully retained and disclosed classified materials after his vice presidency when he was a private citizen. These materials included one marked classified documents about military and foreign policy in Afghanistan and notebooks containing Mr. Biden's handwritten entries about issues of national security and foreign policy implicating sensitive intelligence sources and methods. FBI agents recovered these materials from the garage, offices, and basement, 
den in Mr. Biden's Wilmington, Delaware home. However, for the reasons summarized below, we conclude that the evidence does not establish Mr. Biden's guilt. Beyond a reasonable doubt, prosecution of Mr. Biden is also unwarranted based on our consideration of the aggravating and mitigating factors set forth in the Department of Justice principles of federal prosecution. For these reasons, we decline to prosecute Mr. Biden. All right. First off, they're blatantly telling you that no matter what, they're not going to freaking prosecute Biden regardless, even though they admitted that he willfully retained classified documents as a vice president and after a vice president. It, it says it right there. Now, they did say he, he did give the documents back as a private citizen. Okay. But there is an issue with that. Now, I understand they don't want to prosecute Biden because he's a current sitting president, but the reality is he as a vice president, and even further back in this report that you can read when you go to the link I'm going to supply in the show notes, he also had these documents on his persons when he was a senator. A senator does not have the clearance or authority to take these documents, keep them on his persons, keep that information in his home. And look, they they just talk about his home, where they had this in his garage and whatnot, But did we all forget about the closet? I mean, all the documents that they found that he had all of a sudden in, uh, at Penn state, like, did we, did we just forget about that? The, the Penn Biden center, we're not even talking about his house. We're talking about at the university of fucking Pennsylvania classified us documents that anyone could access. Anyone could just happen to walk by, get in the office, whatever, and oh look, what's this? Oh shit, what is that? I mean, are we are we forgetting that as well? I'm surprised that wasn't included in this report at all. But th- that that was reality. That happened. So he also in this report it explains how he would take notes and he even use these documents and refer to them when he was having his books written and. Even though that they state the actual classified um, the information in these documents were never published in the books, he did in fact share them with his fucking ghostwriter. All right. And the ghostwriter was later instructed to erase the tapes containing that information, but the ghostwriter still knows that ghostwriter has no no clearance or authority whatsoever to, to, to have access to even hearing that that classified information like he didn't even have the right to listen to that joe biden never even should have shared any of it whether it was orally you know verbally written or or even given copies of a recording whatsoever so he is at fault that is extremely wrong that is a no-no by the way whatsoever and further in this report you'll read about how they call not just his age but his mental acumen and his ability to recall things in his memory. Um, it's, it's, it's all right there. And we're not making this up. But, you know, I know everybody heard about this for three seconds and it got swept on the rug. But I'm not going to let it go. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and bring it up. I have another video um, to play as we move on. Because now that all this information has come out, or rather corrected, because previously there was obviously lies and repression of, of truth um, previously, did we all forget that beyond that, I mean, this goes back, this starts three years ago, by the way, that the Hunter Biden slash Joe Biden involvement 
and in exchanging sensitive information and access to power, the exchange of that for money with foreign governments and foreign agents. Did we forget about that? Because that's been resurfacing again. So here's here's a video from three years ago where Tony Bobulinski, I think I said that right, Bobulinski, yeah, says he has evidence against Joe Biden and Hunter Biden. He, he actually... He actually testifies, and, and here it is. Here's another video I pulled. I'm going to have the link to this from three years ago where he talks about the involvement. I'm making the statement to set the record straight about the involvement of the Biden family, Vice President Biden, his brother Jim Biden, and his son Hunter Biden in dealings with the Chinese. I've heard Joe Biden say that he's never discussed business with Hunter. That is false. I have first-hand knowledge about this because I directly dealt with the Biden family, including Joe Biden. I have also heard that Vice President Biden said on Tuesday that Senator Ron Johnson, the chair of the Senate Homeland Security Committee, should be ashamed for suggesting that Biden family sought to profit from their name. Well, here are the facts I know, and everything I'm saying is corroborated by emails, WhatsApp chats, agreements, documents and other evidence and the American people can judge for themselves I brought I guess for record three phones that spanned the years 2015 through 2018 these phones have never been held by anybody else besides myself I was told this past Sunday by somebody who was also involved in this matter that if I went public this information, it'd be, it would bury all of us, man. The Bidens included. I have no wish to bury anyone. I've never been political. The few contributions I have made have been to Democrats. But what I am is a patriot and a veteran. To protect my family name and my business reputation, I need to ensure that the true facts are out there. In late 2015, I was approached by James Gillier, whom I had known for many years, about joining him in a deal which he said would involve the Chinese state-owned enterprise CFC China Energy and what he called one of the most prominent families in the United States. I was informed first by Gillier and then by Hunter Biden and by Rob Walker, who was working with the Bidens, that the Bidens wanted to form a new entity with CFC which was to invest in infrastructure, real estate, and technology in the U.S. and around the world. And the entity would initially be capitalized with $10 million and then grow to billions of dollars of investment capital. After months of discussion, I agreed at Gillier and Hunter Biden's request to become CEO of the entity to be called SinoHawk. Sino representing the Chinese side, Hawk representing Hunter Biden's brother Bo's favorite animal. And between February and May 2017, we exchanged numerous emails, documents, and WhatsApp messages concerning SinoHawk and its potential business. On May 2, 2017, the night before Joe Biden was to appear at the Milken Conference, I was introduced to Joe Biden by Jim Biden and Hunter Biden. At, and at my approximately hour-long meeting with Joe, that night, we discussed the Biden's history, the Biden's family business plans with the Chinese, 
with which he was plainly familiar, at least at a high level. All right, I'm going to stop that there. Uh, the testimony goes on um, for a few more minutes. The whole video, I believe, is around seven minutes. I, I got that off YouTube's... Um, YouTube, not YouTube's. <laughs> Sorry about that. YouTube. Uh, from Live Now from Fox. Okay, go ahead. I know, I know everybody's going to scream and shout, oh, Fox, you know, fake news, whatever. But this is a raw video where they're literally in the room with many other news organizations and just, you know, threw up a recorder. So this wasn't a biased report. This was just being recorded in a room with a bunch of other uh, reporters and news outlets because it was basically a, it was a press conference. Okay, so that's what it is. All right. Very interesting. Now, this was three years ago, and, and, and it kind of got swept on the rug because people were like, oh, no, Joe, forget it. This is all accusations. But you have a person, Bob Alinsky, who literally had firsthand dealings with the Biden crime family about what they did. So fast forward, and here we are. This video came out five days ago on YouTube. Um, this is from the National Desk, and this goes on. Um, to talk about the accounts of Bob Alinsky's testimony. I'm going to go ahead and play that one for you as well. Hunter Biden business partner Tony Bob Alinsky on Capitol Hill for a closed-door interview with the House Oversight Committee. We obtained a copy of his opening statement in which he calls Joe Biden, quote, the brand being sold by the Biden family, which he says sold out to foreign actors seeking to gain influence and access to Joe Biden and the United States government. Foreign actors involved in companies in places like Russia, China, and Ukraine. China's our biggest adversary, and we need to know exactly what the Chinese were paying the Biden family members for. Good evening. Bobby Linsky first came forward in October of 2020, one of the first to suggest Hunter Biden's business deals involved not only other Biden family members, but Joe Biden himself. Referencing emails like this, summarizing the allocation of equity of a deal those involved say, never came to fruition. There's no question that H stands for Hunter, big guy for his father, Joe Biden. This contradicts what the White House has said time and time again. As another transcript just released with another Biden business partner, Rob Walker, suggests Joe Biden did drop by a meeting with officials from the Chinese energy company CEFC, likely in 2017 when Joe Biden was out of office. The White House has maintained Joe Biden never had any influence over his son's businesses and certainly never profited from them, as the investigation to prove otherwise carries on. When it comes to issues like corruption and personal enrichment, it's pretty clear cut. Either you got money and you didn't, either you had meetings and you didn't. Uh, and the fact of the matter is that they have not answered those questions clearly. Hunter Biden himself is scheduled to sit for a closed door deposition on February 28th. Where House investigators say they hope to get answers to many of these questions. Well, so after after that video, after that clip, I think we all need a drink. And I'm, listen, if you're driving, if you're doing something where you don't have access to one, well, cheers. I'm gonna have one for you. So I'm gonna have another sip of my blue label here. Mm. Oh man, yeah. You know why I need that? Because we're talking about more evidence coming out about a sitting president who has who has co committed i mean basically treason and brokering deals and offering favors in exchange for large sums of money 
Now, I have a document, uh, key excerpts from Tony Bobulinski's transcribed interview that everybody here will have access to. I'm going to put the, again, the links will be in the show notes. This is from oversight.house.gov. So oversight.house.gov. Uh, I'm just going to go and highlight, I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'm just going to highlight the, the, the key points. So here's, here's some of the key points. So Joe Biden was the brand being sold by the Biden family. Okay. Joe Biden not only knew about his family's business dealings, but he enabled them and participated in them, despite being buffered by a scheme to maintain plausible deniability. All right. Uh, moving further down, Joe Biden is the big guy. Okay, so he he has been identified as the big guy that's getting uh, the percentages kicked back. So, um, actually, let me read down below that. It says, but this shows 20%, 20% for H, H is Hunter Biden and 20% for RW, who I'm going to get to, for Rob Walker, and 20% for JG, who is James Gillier. 20% was also for TB, that's me, which is Tony Bobulinski. And then it says the remainder, or whatever was left, the 10% for Jim, and that's Jim Biden. And then, I'm sorry, that was some of the 10 And then it says another 10% of the remainder held for H for the big guy. The H in that message is Hunter Biden. So an additional 10% was given to Hunter to give to the big guy. And it states that the big guy is 100% Joe Biden. All right, another key takeaway from this. It says, Joe Biden has repeatedly lied to the American people about his knowledge of and participation in his family's business dealings. Also, a Chinese Communist Party-linked energy company, CEFC, sought to infiltrate and compromise Joe Biden and the Obama-Biden White House. Another key takeaway. According to Tony Bobulinski, Joe Biden engaged in misconduct and possible illegal activity. Um, during the transcribed interview, Democrats put on a shameful display as they yelled at Mr. Bobulinski, cut him off, and belittled him and threatened him. So they were doing everything they can to make him uncomfortable, threaten him so that he would not give testimony. That, of course, is nothing new. We've already seen that. From the Democratic Party as of late, so nothing new there. So th listen, there's a lot on here. I'm gonna, I'm going to have the link in the show notes. I suggest that you go to it, read it. It's it's a good, it's a it's a good um, what do you call it? Uh, condensed version of the entire testimony that you really should go through on your own. Because listen, I may call people out on their shit on the show, but I also give you the information, the facts, so that you can fact check not just me, but also fact check everything else and i'd like to pull a lot of documents from the government archives themselves or sites that are dedicated to that so that you get the truth or well, the truth that they'll let us see anyway but this is there it's able for you to see now let's go back to robert walker who the hell was robert walker well he was another he was another partner that was involved in all of this also from oversight.house.gov um there's there, here's another comer statement on rob walker transcription interview um let me go ahead and read from there. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but here, here we go. It states, additionally, as Joe Biden was leading anti-corruption efforts in Romania, Hunter Biden and Rob Walker began an ill-defined business relationship with Romanian businessman Gabriel Popovich. Mr. Walker also confirmed that he and Hunter Biden received payments from Popovich beginning in 2015. 
That continued throughout the rest of Joe Biden's vice presidency. In exchange for lucrative payments, Hunter Biden traveled to Romania and engaged with the U.S. ambassador to Romania to discuss Mr. Popovich's foreign legal case. So we thought this was all going to go away. Biden thought it was going to go away. The Democrats thought this was going to go away. And, and listen, not all Democrats are bad. I, I've always said that. There's bad on both fucking sides of the aisle. There really is. We got corrupt Republicans. We got corrupt Democrats. But my hope has always been that you lean one way or the other just because there might be an issue or, or an ideology that you lean towards more than the other. But you should still come together in consideration of running the country and looking out for all the citizens of the United States. Okay, What I've just read, what I've given everybody in this show... There is much more information I could bring up about Biden's corruption and allegations and his mishandlings and misdeeds. And I know that everyone's going to go, well, what about Trump? Well, listen, Trump, Trump's not clean and clear either, or either, however you want to say that. He, there's been judgments. There's been judgments against Trump recently. Now I know he's going to go appeal all those. We've got to cipher through the bullshit and the reality on that because those cases were mishandled. And in each case... The justice system didn't really allow Trump to really defend himself or offer evidence that would, you know, um, th that would exonerate him. But regardless, he's in trouble too. We, we, we've got a strange thing going on in America right now where it's becoming acceptable to be corrupt and not even fucking hide it anymore. It's like they're just wiping it in our faces. Just, just rubbing, they're wiping, what do I mean wipe? They're just shoving it and smearing the shit on the bottom of their heel in our fucking faces. And we're just sitting here taking it. So, listen, my Democratic friends, Republican friends, I'm going to take a quote from Killer Mike. Killer Mike, honestly, amazing rapper, just won three Grammys for his new release, but also an advocate, also a very intelligent person, uh, politically minded, not stupid whatsoever. And I like what he said earlier um, when he was on the Bill Maher show uh, recently, where he said, he, well, he wouldn't commit. Bill Maher kept trying to get him to say, well, who are you going to vote for? Who are you going to vote for? And his response was very, very valid. He said, look, I'm not going to get trapped into that. And this is what I'm going to say. And he said, vote for the policy, not the man. And I have to agree with that because if you dig into every person, Every person, you're going to find something you don't like and something that's inappropriate. But what you got to look at is what do they stand for and what are they going to do and what will they do? Not what they're going to do, but what will they do and have done? Like what have they, what have they done? Look at their history and look at the policies they stand behind and the policies that they want to go ahead and put into effect. That is what's important here. But I'm not I'm not going to I'm not going to just sweep this whole Biden debacle under the rug like every other media outlet is doing. Because he needs to be held accountable for his misdeeds, his mishandling, and his fucking treason. And I'm, I'm so sick of all these politicians getting away with the shit and then we're just left to pick up the pieces as the American people. It's just not right. And we shouldn't stand for it. And something's got to be done. And the only way we can do anything at this point is to vote. And like I said, unfortunately... We're at a point this year where it's just the lesser of two evils that you vote for, I guess. Anyway, that's my show for today. I appreciate everybody. And I want to remind everybody, listen, 
We know you listen, and I appreciate you listening, but you got to hit the follow and subscribe buttons. You really have to do that for me. So do me that favor. Hit the follow and subscribe buttons. Cheers to everybody as I take another sip of my Johnny Walker Blue Label here for you. Mm. And I'm going to take us out. Remember, everybody, we're on social media. You can find me on X. You can find me on Truth at Fonts Ablaze. We're on Facebook. And don't be afraid to share the show with your friends. And um, yeah, I really, really, really appreciate every one of you. And I thank you all.